Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us on the Zoe Church Podcast. We are a community in Los Angeles that lives to see people get saved, disciples made, leaders raised up, and the church released. If you're ever in Los Angeles, come join us. We meet at the Million Dollar Theater at 10, 12, and 6 p.m. Right now, we're going to jump into part two of a brand new series we're in called Do You Know Why? We're all discovering why we exist and why God has gifted us this way. We love you, and thank you for partnering with us. Make sure you subscribe, and make sure you comment. Share our podcast. Let everybody know that you're part of the Zoe journey. All right, let's jump in to part two, Do You Know Why? Psalm 78, I love these scriptures. Psalm 78, verse 70. And he chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheep pens. From tending the sheep, he brought him to be the shepherd of his people, Jacob, of Israel, his inheritance. And David shepherded them with the integrity of his heart and with the skillful hands he led them and he chose David and he chose David. I just want to I just want to remind you today, write down number 1, God chose you. <laughs> I love church people cuz church people think they found God. God was not lost. You didn't find God. God found you. You didn't choose him. He chose you. And God's grace is so big that he didn't choose some of us. He chose all of us. He chose us whether we were rich or poor, whether we had a lot or didn't have a thing. He didn't matter the color of our skin. It didn't matter the language we speak. It didn't matter where we're from. It doesn't matter your last name. It doesn't matter what your dad did or didn't do. Anybody thankful today that God, clap like you go to Zoe Church. Anybody thankful that God chose you? He chose you. Look at Jeremiah. Oh, I love this scripture. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Look at Galatians 1. Now this is Paul. Paul says, even, even then God has his, had his eyes on me. Why, when I was still in my mother's womb, he chose and called me out because of his sheer generosity. Now he has intervened and revealed his son to me so that I might joyfully tell non-Jews about him. What's Jeremiah saying? What's Paul saying? What's David saying in the scriptures? The same thing. When you were in your mother's womb, he chose you. We don't serve the God that's like, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch a tiger by his toe. If he holler, make him pay $50 every day. My mom told me to pick the very best one, and you are not. That's on you, fam. I can't help you. It's not for some. He chose you. And you don't get confidence until you realize I'm chosen. You don't get confidence until you realize I've been selected by heaven. 
I've got purpose. I've got plans. I've got future. I've got destiny. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. I didn't tithe my way. Come on, clap today. It is by the grace of God. It is because of the love of God. It is his faithfulness, not mine. Clap like you really understand. He chose me. And he chose David. He chose David. He chose, and he chose David. And he, cho- he selected him. You, you remember growing up when you go out to the playground and you choose teams for like football or flag football or something like that? I said flag football because I never made the real football. I stopped at flag football. But you, but, but you, you remember and you, you always wanted to be the first pick? You know, if you get first pick, you try and like act like you're not that excited. Be like, all right, I'll be, I'll be on your team. So pumped. You never wanted to be like that last pick. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of like sitting back and just like it's the worst feeling when you're just like they chose everybody. And it's like you and somebody. And it's just like, all right, we got Rick. We, we, we'll take Chad, I guess. And you're just like walking over. And you're just like, hey, guys. It's going to be great. Let's go. Vipers on three. One, two, three. Vipers. <laughs> to feel unchosen is to feel unloved. God chose you because he loves you. Because he's obsessed with you, because he formed you, because when you were in your mother's womb and you're developing and you're getting your brain and you're getting your body and you're getting your limbs, God was forming personality and he was putting together gift mix and he was putting calling on you and appointing on you and he was putting destiny in you and he is saying you're going to go here and you're going to do this and you're going to meet these people and God has already been in your future by the way. He already knows what's going to happen. He's in control today and he chose David. He chose David his, listen to this part. And he chose David, his servant. I like that. He didn't, he didn't say, and he chose David, his rock star. And he chose David, his celebrity. He chose David, his servant. Because God loves servants. God lo- Jesus is like, just a heads up. This is the one time right before Jesus goes to the cross, he has his last supper. They get some Denny's takeout. They bring it back to the crib. They're sitting around. They're eating. You know, this is my imagination. Y'all just got to track with it, okay? But, but they're at the house. They're eating, and, and then Jesus is like, all right, I'm kind of full. So he just takes this pail of water, and he takes his little, little rag, and he starts washing the disciples' feet. This is pre-Nike people. He starts washing their feet. This is like just straight Birkenstock era. So he's washing their feet, washing their feet, washing their feet. He sits down at the table again. He puts the cloth down. And he's like, hey, I just want to ask y'all a question. You call me the master, right? Like, I'm the leader, right? That's what y'all call me is the master. And they're like, for sure. You're the guy. You're the boss. You're the mafia. You're the, you're the top of the top. He's like, okay, if I'm the master and I just wash feet, you should do the same. In other words, what he's saying is in this kingdom, there's only one superstar. And even I as the superstar humble myself. Anybody thankful that Jesus said, I did not come to be served. I came to serve and give my life as a ransom. And he chose David as servant. I think Paul, whenever he started his letters, when he would write to Galatia or Rome or Philippi or Ephesus or Corinth, he would start, Paul, a bondservant. Paul, a bondservant. Paul, a bond. Every letter, Paul, a bondservant. Because he's reminding his audience. He's reminding himself. He's reminding the devil, I am not a superstar. I am a servant. Come on, clap today if you're willing to be a servant of the Lord. He chose David, his servant. See, we believe the gateway into greatness in God's kingdom is through the servant's gates. 
if you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. God loves servants. God loves to use those that are humble. It's those that are humble he exalts. It's those that exalt themselves he humbles. He attests pride. He can't stand pride. He resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. And he chose David his servant. And he took him from sheep. He took him from, I can't help myself. I got a bag coming on. I got to let it out. Bad. I do zero drugs. But I buy with the best of them. He took him from the sheepfold. He took him from, from the sheep pen. He took him from obscurity. He took him from nowhereville. He took him from he took him from Palmdale. I had to get some some revelation for you right there. (laughs) And he chose David as servant, and he took him from from Nowhereville. And he saw the way he served and loved, and he saw the way he led and laughed and helped and gave. And he saw his faithfulness in Palmdale, and he said, if you'll serve like this, with no cameras, if you'll serve like this with no platform, if you'll serve and be content with with no following, if I can trust you here, I know I can trust you there. Let me encourage you, God's watching you. God's taking notes of your faithfulness. He's taking notes of your diligence. He's watching your follow-through. He's watching your lifestyle. He's watching your stewardship. He's watching you go above what's asked of you and required of you. Anybody thankful today that we don't live for man to be pleased? Come on, clap today if you live for God to be pleased. We don't live for the audience of man. We live for the audience of one. Clap like that's your declaration. And he chose David his servant, and he took him from sheepfolds. He took him from, from he, was, he was just, David didn't know any better. David was just young, dumb, and happy. David was just content with what he had. David was just like, I don't care. This, this, is, this is sheep Tim, and Tim's my guy, and this is sheep Jose, and Jose's one of my favorites. And, and we just out here, just sheep on three. One, two, three, sheep. He didn't know no better. How's the Wi-Fi out there, David? Ah, sketchy, but it's fine. You having fun out there? We're having the time of our life. See, you got to understand, the big time is not where you're going. The big time is where you're at. Come on, it'll never get bigger than where you are right now. It'll never get better than the season of life. Come on, anybody thankful today for your family? Anybody thankful for your job? Anybody thankful for your spouse? Anybody thankful for your children? Anybody thankful for Zoe Church? Come on, clap today if you're thankful for where God has you. And he chose David as servant. He chose David because he was a servant. He didn't choose him because of gifting. He didn't choose him because of potential. He didn't choose him because of how much he bragged or leveraged himself. He chose him because he served. And he said, I found a man that is content with little. You'll never be content with a lot if you're not content with little. The big time is not where you're going. Listen, the grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. 
How many people leave a marriage to go to another marriage and they're the same problem is they're again themselves? You leave one job to go to another job, and there you are again, yourself. You leave one church to go to another church, and it's the same problem. It's you. When are we going to get to the place where we say, God, I'm young, dumb, and happy. Bless God for what I got. And so, and so, and so, here's David. I'm sorry, I'm yelling. I'm getting so excited. And he chose David, his servant, and he took him from... Can I just tell you this? Let me just remind you. Um, if you're good, God will promote you. If you're good, people will find you. you you'll not get there because you bought followers or promoted yourself. You'll get there because, listen, let me say it this way. Um, God has a fast forward button and he can use it whenever he wants. Anybody grew up with VHS tapes? These kids have no idea. Remember when we graduated to DVDs and we go to chapters, chapter, like you're in chapter 21. You're like, no, it's, it's middle through 21. Now you're rewinding in 21, two, four, six, eight, 10. These kids have no idea today. They sit down on the Disney app, they hit pause and they go. It's like, fam, that was the whole movie. See, we want God to go like calling future, potential promise, hope realize, hope desire. No, 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 no. God has a process. God has a plan. You got to start trusting the timing of God. Clap today if you're thankful. He's, he's developing you. He's growing. Could it be that you are in that job because God's developing something in you? God's building character. God's building gratitude. God's building faithfulness. And he chose David as servant. And he found him on the backside of the desert. And he said, I see, I see stewardship. I see love. I see gratitude. I see friendship. I see, I, whoa, I can trust you here. See, see, we, we don't serve the God of technology. We serve the God of agriculture. He didn't put you in a microwave and zap, you're done. No, he grows things. He develops things. Come on, he plants things. He waters things. He helps think healthy things are growing. And so, and so he chose David. He, God chooses. I still believe God chooses people. He promotes those that he loves and promotes those. To one, he says, sit down, be humble. That's Kendrick. And the other one, he says, I'm going to elevate you. Happy National Candy Day. He chose David as servant. He took him from the sheepfold, from the ooze. And he brought him to shepherd Jacob. His own inheritance. I'll translate that for you. He took him from nowhereville to the palace. And in one moment, David went from taking care of sheep to millions. From one moment, he went from obscurity to prominence. Can you trust God today that God will promote your life? Could you trust God that if God wanted to, he'll, he'll put you there? 
that, that I don't want to be in any place that I've put my own life. I don't want to be in any somewhere where, where, where I, I put myself here. No, I want to be right where God wants me. I want to be, be strategically placed in the plan of God. Why is this happening? Some of you got to realize God's developing you. He is forming you. He is shaping you. I went by the potter's house the other day. He was molding the clay. He was, can the clay say to the potter, why did you make me this way? No, God's shaping you. He's developing you. And he's using the season that you're in to form the character that he needs. Somebody clap and thank him today. God is in control. God is in control. God is in control. See, we, we don't like the ministry of suffering. We like the ministry of blessing. We want to be blessed. We don't want to suffer. But did you know the same vehicle that God chose for David is the same vehicle he chose for his son? The same way that God developed David is the same way that God developed Jesus. Watch this in Romans 5. Sorry, Hebrews 5. Watch what he says, Hebrews 5, 7. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once he was made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. And once he was made perfect, God said, I can now promote you. See, you got to learn obedience through suffering. We don't want suffering in our language. We live in America. We want to live, die, and be happy. We want to prosper. We want to be blessed. I'm hashtag blessed. Hashtag favor the Lord. Hashtag favor ain't fair. How about hashtag suffering for Jesus? Hashtag, hashtag I'm under the process of heaven. And God is, God is so good. God is so in control. God, I just want to, I came to tell you today, God is in control. You can't fight it. You can't be mad at it. You can't hate it. You can just embrace it. Clap if you're embracing God's plan for your life. And, and so if he did it for David and he did it for Jesus, I believe today he'll do it for you. And he chose David, his servant, and he took him. Oh, he snatched him up. He said, I found a man. You know, the Bible says of David that David, David faithfully served his generation and then died. I pray it's true of your life that you will faithfully serve this generation. That you'll say, listen, in my generation, I didn't play no games. In my generation, I raised my children right. I led my life right. I didn't have compromise. I didn't have mixture. I didn't have a little bit of church and a little bit of something. No, I, I, I did it the Jesus way. And he took him, he snatched him up from obscurity to dominance. And David, could you imagine his first night in the palace? He was like, yo, thread count? Crazy. <laughs> Y'all got to be honest, man, I've never seen grapes like this. <laughs> like, could you imagine David's like, he's like, he like runs out to one of the sheep. He's like, yo, sheep Tim, you never going to believe this. The ribeye? Fam, the ribeye? He gets to the palace, and <laughs> this is why I think God's being so patient with people. The palace doesn't change him. It says when he got there, he led them. Watch the two things it says. He led them with the integrity of his heart and the skillfulness of his hands. You know what we need in the church? We need skill. You know what we need in the church? We need integrity. A lot of church people just want character, suffering for Jesus. 
you know, where you're just big on integrity. God's big on talent. God is so big on talent, he gave you talent. He gave you gifts. He gave you the ability to make money. He gave you the ability to close deals. He gave you the ability to get in rooms you don't deserve. He gave you the favor. He gave you the grace. He gave you the ability to create and to write and to sing and to have, be a lawyer. Come on, clap if you're thankful for it. Come on, God's not afraid of talent. That's why he gave you all that talent. He gave you gifting. He gave you grace. And so he got here and he was able to, listen, listen the palace didn't change him. See, some of us, we mess up because we go from obscurity to prominence and we change. David didn't change. It says when he got here, he led them to the integrity of his heart and the skillfulness of hands. I pray over your life that you get good at what you do. I pray you're a master at your craft. I pray you're the head of the head. You're the top of the top. You're the, you, you, there's nobody like you in your whole field. Oh, I love this proverb. Look, look at Proverbs Chapter 22, do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Do you see somebody who, like Malcolm Gladwell says, puts in the 10,000-hour rule? And puts in all the work so after 10,000 hours of practice in obscurity, when you get here, people look and say, Whoa, you are good at what you do. How in the world, where did you learn to run a meeting like that? Where did you learn to speak like that? Who taught you how to sing? Who taught you how to direct? Who taught you how to give a speech? Who taught you how to live like that? Do you see a man that excels? You ever see somebody? This is the opposite of American Idol. American Idol, you're like, why are these parents lying to these children? Mom said I had a gift. Well, your mama a liar. Do you see a man that excels in his, in his craft? I don't know what field of work you do. I don't know what industry you're involved in. But I hear this verse and I think of the potential of your life. That you're not called to be in front of own, unknown men. You're called to stand in front of kings. Look at this proverb. Watch Proverbs eleven twenty. Those who are of a perverse heart are an abomination to the Lord, but the blameless in their ways are his delight. Worship team, you can come join me. I love this because God is saying to us today, I want you to have two things. I want you to have great talent, but I want you to have great integrity. Yeah. Integrity, by the way, is not what you profess in public. Integrity is how you live in private. And it's a scary deal. Hear me, hear me. It's a scary deal when your talent passes up your character. When you have more talent than you do integrity. Christine Kane says it this way. It's a scary deal when the light that shines on you shines brighter than the light that shines in you. The light that shines on you will destroy you. So could God be developing your craft and your character at the same time? Why is this happening? I think I know why. It's God saying, I want you to develop your craft and develop your character. Character is who you are when nobody's watching. Character is not your public life, it's your private life. Character is integrity on inside. The heart is so, as the Bible says, the heart is so deviant. 
the heart is, another way the Bible says it, is the heart is deceitful. I can deceive you, but I can't deceive my heart in front of God. <laughs> One time God speaks to this prophet in the Old Testament. He's like, yo, I got a new king. He's at Jesse's house. Go to Jesse's house. I'm going to show him to you. Go to Jesse's house. He's got a bunch of boys. I'm going to show him to you. Prophet walks in the door, opens the door. He sees the first kid, the oldest son. He's like, alpha male. It's got to be this guy right here. God's like, it ain't him. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. He said, on the outward, that's the guy, but on the inward, you missed. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Finally, he says to the, to the father, do you have any other boys? I haven't found the guy yet. He's like, yeah, man, we got this one kid. Um, he's the youngest. He's, he's a nobody. His name is David. Samuel sees him and he pours oil over him. He says, you're the next king of Israel. From the time he receives this prophecy to the time that this verse gets fulfilled is many years. But you got to understand, in between that process, God was developing him. Craft, character, craft, character, craft, character. Clap if you believe God's doing the same. Clap if you're thankful today that God's raising you up. Clap if you got faith that God's up to something. It's not what is happening. It's not how is this happening. Come on, thank God today. Why is this happening? Come on, stand to your feet together. I get excited for you. I get excited for you. Because now that we've identified what's going on, we can go, oh, why didn't somebody just tell me that God was developing my craft and my character? I pray over this next season of your life that you will not tolerate where you are. You will celebrate where you are. Some of you are frustrated by your season, frustrated by what's going on. No, God is in control. And God can take you to wherever he wants to take you. Amen. And bow your heads and close your eyes. Jesus, we thank you today that you are so great.